Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. I'll tell you this, guys, I'm serious. Uh, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, we've gotten so many phone calls this week, so many prayer requests, so many dire, dire needs. Uh, some of them, some of them uh, very, very tough. Uh, some of them tough to that family, and, and uh, some of them tough to women, some of them tough to men, some of them tough to churches, some of them tough to... It's been, it's been one of those weeks where the devil decided he would... Uh, he just jump on your back and stay on your You've been there. You've been there. And I'm just saying, and some of you, that it's been your request. It's been your request. People are hurting in this room, and I got to, I got to studying him. And Keith kept sending me these, these, uh, these sermons, and I was listening to the, it was so It was so ironic. I was listening to the same pastor. He's a, he, he's a Pentecostal pastor because I needed, it was just sometimes you just, you needed a little oomph. I mean, I was just like, okay, this guy may just get crazy on me, but he's going to give me a little something. You know what I mean? I, I kind of I need, need that this week. And, he, and I kept listening, and I, I go to another one. I go to another one. I kept listening to him, and I got to prepare my sermon. I got to prepare my sermon. And the Lord, the Lord began to speak to me, and, and I understand how you guys start thinking when you say that, and you say, well, Ryan, do you know it was, I know it was the Lord, and, and I know that coming out my own personality that you may hear sound like me, okay? But here's what, here's what the Lord told me. He said, on Sunday, I want you to preach to those people that sent prayer requests. And I want to tell you something. God is sick of Christians not fighting back. God, God is sick. He, and he don't mean it. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's that right. I, I'm not crushing my people. I just don't. Where did, where did it come? When did they stop believing that I can do something for them? When did they stop believing that I want to deliver them and I want to help them and I want to help them through the pain? When, when, did, he, when did they stop believing? And then it was almost as if he said, Ryan, you know, when did you stop believing? When did you stop believing that I have all the power? I'm going to tell you something. You can't beat the devil with toy swords. Let me just go on and tell you. You can't. You're trying to. We come in here sometimes and we just listen. If I can just sing a few songs and get on out of here and go back to the way I used to do it. I'm going to tell you something. The only truth I can see right now, I'm watching the TV. I'm watching the news. The only truth I see is the B-I-B-L-E. Amen. That's the only. That's the book for me, praise God. And I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of hurting people in this room. There are. You say, you say, Ryan, how do you know that? Because this is what I know. This is what I know. If you'll treat everybody, and this is an old saying, if you'll treat everybody as though they're hurting, you're treating 95 percent of the people right amen there's something going on in your life and God wants you to fight back God wants you to fight back folks he wants you the devil's got your password I understand that I understand and but here's the thing I want you to know I, a lot of us will be texting in church today we'll be texting each other back and forth and we'll be sending messages back and forth you don't have to text God you don't have to call him on the phone you don't even get it. he says come boldly before the throne he says come boldly when will you come boldly before the throne and get on your knees and go before him and fight this battle on your knees I saw people coming I saw them praising God I saw them reaching up their hands 
hands. I saw that. As the word says it, why don't we enter into his gates with thanksgiving on our breath, folks? Why don't we say, God, I'm willing to fight this fight. I'm telling you, some of it's so deep, some of it's so strong in your life that you cannot win it unless you start realizing this is a spiritual battle. See, so many times we get into a situation where we don't turn to the cornerstone. So many times we get into a situation where we don't turn to the foundation. So many times we're arguing with one another more than we're arguing with the devil. I'll tell you right now, see, I, I intend, my bald head's already sweating. I can tell you by the end of this, folks, I'm sick. The devil has pushed me into a corner. There comes a time when a preacher gets pushed into a corner that you've got to fight your way out, Sammy. You've got to fight your way out. And folks, today what I want you to know, what I want you to know is God's given you provision. He's given you strength. And a lot of us have forgotten it. A lot of us think the only strength I got is when I go to the pharmacy. A lot of us think the only strength I got is when I, when I go to that book or I go to that counselor. I go, and all those things may have their place. But let me tell you what God said in his word. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be there when you need me. If you need me, I'm there. Why don't you come to me? So many of us don't even accept the fact that the Holy Ghost wants to work inside of us to do an amazing work in us, to heal us of our depression, to heal us of our anxiety, to heal us of all the pain we're going through, praise God. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Oh, you know the verses. You know the verses. But praise God, it's fresh every time. It's fresh bread. I can smell it like you were cooking it this morning. It's fresh bread all over again. 2 Kings chapter 6, starting with verse 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place. For thither the Syrians are come down, and the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of, which of us is for the king of Israel? Who's the traitor, he says. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Oh, I've been here, folks. Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. You may be seated. Double portion Elisha, double portion Elisha. When Elijah said, what can I can give you as we, as we part ways, as Elijah and his mentor says, as we part ways, what do you want? And Elijah says, I want a double portion, a double portion of the miracles and the power of God on me. Elisha was that person. And you see, what was happening was there were an awful lot of prophets in that time, and Elisha was teaching them, and Elijah had been teaching them, but they needed some more room, so they were building this new building. They were building a new building for the prophets to be taught in. 
And then you get to the story of the, uh, of the axe head and the water and all that. But here's, here's what happens. Here's what happens. The king of Syria is a little upset. He keeps trying to come against Israel. And Elijah hears from God and says, oh, I've got to go tell the king of Israel. He goes and tells the king of Israel, king of Syria, how, how is this happening? Who's the one? Who's the traitor in our midst that keeps telling them where I'm coming from and all these different things? And they say, no, 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 it's not a traitor amongst us. It's, it's Elisha. Elisha keeps telling them, telling them, say, you go get him, you find him, you kill him, you bring him here, whatever we got to do. We're going to make sure he stops telling Israel when we're on our way. All of a sudden, there's this moment. There's this moment where the servant gets a little frightened. The first thing we have to do is we, we have to let them see we have an enemy. We have an enemy. Friends, a lot of us will say, listen, I'm going through this, Ryan, or I'm going through that. Let me, let me, let me tell you something. My sister's going through this. My brother's going through this. My uncle's going, I'm going through this. I'm having a, and we forget, we forget that it's not flesh and blood. The enemy is a power and a principality. We, we forget that we have an enemy. If you go back to uh, Napoleon and his wars that he was fighting, listen to me carefully. He was fighting those wars. The British, the British were fighting the, the French. And the British, they had a ship that was out on the seas. And a general stepped onto the ship. He stepped onto the ship and he had two men on his ship. They were fighting and so mad at each other that they had drawn swords on each other. And he grabbed the two men. Listen to me. He grabbed the two men and he pulled them together. And he said, look over there at that French ship. That is the enemy. Stop fighting amongst yourselves. Stop fighting amongst yourselves. That's the enemy over there. Don't you think the devil just sits and laughs when we start biting each other's heads off and we start fighting each other instead of just realizing our enemy is the devil? Oh, folks, we got to realize we have an enemy, and he's cunning. He'll come after you. He'll do whatever he's got to do. He'll make sure that you, and look, look I, I'm going to tell you something. Let me, let me be clear about this. The devil is a fallen angel. You say, well, Ryan, of course we know that. What you have to know about the devil is if he's an angel, he's not omnipresent. Well, Ryan, what do you mean? The devil can't be everywhere at once. Now, certainly there are demons, there are powers, principalities, powers of darkness, all that that can be on you. But the devil can't be on you and me at the same time. The devil has a seat somewhere. The devil has a throne somewhere in this world. I sometimes wonder if it's Washington, D.C. I'm telling you, guys, I... We joke, we joke. I, I, I sometimes wonder if it ain't Washington, D.C., devil just sets up shop up there laughing the whole time while we're all screaming at each other, burning down cities and pointing at each other and, and, and all these different things that we're doing to one another. The devil just sits up and says, I'm telling you, the enemy is the devil. We look at this and he says, he says uh, Elisha says, look, well, let him see what's up there. Let him see what's happening. Oh, friends, if you could just see what's happening in the air above your heads. Oh, don't you think the enemy wants to stop me from preaching? Don't you think the enemy wants to stop all people from preaching? Don't you think the enemy wants to stop? There's a war going on in here. And I'm telling you, there are angels up here fighting above our heads, keeping them out of this place right now, where two or more are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst of them. Oh, the Holy Spirit is here. Praise God. Let them see we have an enemy. Our problem, oh my goodness, our problem is we keep searching for roaches when there are lions out there devouring our families. 
Oh, let's go out there. Let's just, let's just find. Oh, there's a roach there. There's that little problem there. Oh, somebody's worried about the paint color. Oh, somebody's worried about this over here. And we're stomping roaches when the devil's out there tearing apart families. The devil's tearing them apart. Oh, if we just believe, if we just understand. Oh, Lord Jesus, help them see we have an enemy. Let them see. Let them see we have a fight. Folks, I can tell you this. I can tell, I can tell who, who's actually been in a fight in their life. Sometimes, sometimes I can't. Sometimes you're real slick about it. We watched a little, uh, little UFC last night. The boys, Knox invited some boys over. They were watching a little UFC. I had to go to bed. I had to get up early this morning. I said, well, I'm going to watch a couple of the fights and all. Hey, you know how you can tell? You go up to some, of these, some of these fighters in the UFC, they got what's called a cauliflower ear. From their wrestling. And it's, it's, it's warped their ear up and everything. And you can tell they've been in a fight. You can tell because they, they got scars on them. They got, they got the fight on them. You know, I can tell somebody's been fighting spiritually. They got scars on them. They got scars on them. They, listen, they've been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And they still come to the altar. And they still come to the altar. They still, now Lord, God, help me. I'm in a fight. I can tell when somebody's fighting. But some of us have said, you know what? This isn't a fight. Let me tell you something. They're coming after your family. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You ask some mamas in here. <laughs> you come busting up that house and try to grab that baby from the crib. She'll die instantly. You ain't taking... You, you, ask, you ask a mama, you ask a daddy. You try to look, look, you may be able to come in and wipe me out. You may be able to kill me almost instantly, but I promise you, you come in to mess with any of my family, and you're going to have trouble on your hands. Oh, I can tell when somebody wants to fight for their family. I can tell it, because there's going to be one person that says, oh, won't you pray? There's going to be another person that's weeping and crying, and they're on, they're on their knees like, oh, Lord God, I ain't got time to ask anybody. I'm calling on the Holy Spirit. I'm in this fight, folks. Some people have forgotten it's a fight. Somebody's forgotten it's a fight. All in the midst of it, you ask that mama, she ain't gonna let anything happen to her cubs. Try to go get a cub from a mama bear. I'll tell you in a hurry, that's exactly what God's saying. God says, I want to protect you. I want to love you. When are you going to realize it's a fight? And it's not a fight against flesh and blood. It's a fight against powers and principalities and, and, and people in the darkness, folks. I'm telling you, there's darkness in this world. Lord God, help me to realize that it's not flesh and blood. Folks, I'll tell you something. For those of you who've never been in an actual fist fight, praise God for that. You don't. Something that happens to you right before you get into the fight. You got butterflies in your stomach, no matter what. And you get there, you say, somebody's going to throw that first punch. The devil's more than happy to throw the first punch. What we've got to do is learn to throw the first punch against the devil. See, here's what you did, devil. All you did was make me mad. All you did was make that person mad that called me last week with that problem. I'm telling you, folks, it was telephone call after telephone call after telephone call. The devil was attacking our church. And you know what? I was a shepherd. And I said, oh, you know what? We're going to take care of this devil. We're going to tell him. We're going to tell him it's time to fight. It's time to get out there. It's time to do those things. Oh, friends, we got to fight. We got to fight with everything in us. We got to tell him. We got to let him see there's an army. 
Oh my goodness gracious. Somebody say, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Well, listen, take, take just minus COVID. My goodness, just, just erase that. Here's what I want to tell you. We need each other. We need each other. What had to happen, had to happen. I understand that. I'm talking about the here and now. I'm talking about a battle we're about to face. We're losing a nation. We're losing families. We're losing all these things. And I'm telling you what God said. God said, when are you going to look up and see you have an army, right? When are you going to look and see you have an army? I can name names in here. I'm talking to the people who called me last week. I'm talking to the people who were hurting last week. I'm talking to you now. When are we going to realize we've got an army? That servant was so scared. Look at them. There's so many of them. Look at Congress. Look at Congress. There's so many of them. Look at the fires they're starting. Look at the cities they're tearing down. Oh, there's so many of them. Look at the preachers preaching garbage. There's, there's, there's so many of them. Look at, look at the people saying, look at the people saying, oh, listen, you just send me $1,000 and God will send you a brand new car. There's so many of them. There's just so many of oh, listen, everything's going to be all right. You just do this and this and everything. No, let me tell you something. Everything's not going to be all right. The devil is going to come after you every single day. And when you finally beat him in one battle, he's coming again, Theo. He's going to find out what your button is. He's going to find that button. And when he finds that button, most of the time, I end up pushing that button. And he ends up winning. Oh, but I'm going to tell you something. God says, when are you going to rely on your army? Folks, get people to pray for you. Get people to pray for you. Praise God. Somebody's elbowing their wife and said, you sure this is a Baptist church? <laughs> it's an army, folks. Hey, there was a, look, look here. There was a, and listen, I thank God for our military. I thank God for our military. I'm going to tell you something. There was a boy one time. I get tickled. There was a boy one time. He was in the army in World War II. His girlfriend sent him a letter, Dear John letter. Said, uh, would you mind sending my picture back? I got to use it for a wedding announcement. He was brokenhearted. All his buddies got together. All his buddies got together to try to, try to console him. So what they did is they came in. They, every one of them brought the picture of their girlfriend, and laid it down there, and a picture of their wives, and laid it down there. And he got, you know what that soldier did? He got a box. And he put all the pictures in there, including hers. And he, he sent the box to her. And he said, he said, sweetie. He said, I want you to go in. I want you to get your picture out. I want you to send the rest back to me because for the life of me, I can't remember what you look like. Amen? <laughs> That's friends right there, praise God. That's friends right there. But let me tell you something. We're not in any position, Mark, not to rely on our friends. You say, Ryan, I don't have a lot of friends. Well, you better find the ones you do have. Come on. You go to him, you say, brother, will you pray for me? Brother, will you pray for me? I need your help. I need, I need your help right now. I need your help. I, I need your help. I need you to help me. I need you to bend on your knees and pray, Bobby. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. You need, look, 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 I can't do this alone. I can't make it alone. There are voices in my head. I can't make it alone. I can't. Oh, listen, I'm going through anxiety and depression. I can't make it alone. Oh, my brother needs to be saved. My sister needs to be saved. I can't make it alone. You can't make it alone. God made us to be together. He made us to be an army. Oh, praise God. I remember when I was a little boy. <laughs> We'd sing Onward Christian Soldier. 
Seems like some of those soldiers, some of those soldiers have gone AWOL. Away without leave. Next two things, I know I got to hurry, so I'm going to do two points. We have purpose. Let them see we have purpose. Let them see we have a calling. Praise God. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, friends. Oh, listen, we're fighting against those principalities. We're doing everything, battling spiritual forces, spiritual weakness. Let me tell you something, friends. Oh, listen, I'm battling depression. No, you're not. You're battling the evil world. I'm battling anxiety. No, you're not. You're battling the devil. Now, I'm not saying, listen to me carefully. I'm not saying that you're in dabbling with the devil. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you are dealing with any of these things, listen to me carefully. If you're dealing with any of these things, you need not believe you'll be delivered if you keep holding hands with the devil. I'm not, let me tell you something. I don't know anybody in here, your life and what you're living, okay? That's not why I'm preaching that. What I'm saying is, there's no sense in you coming day after day after day. Day after day. We were talking in Sunday school. Somebody says, oh, listen, the Lord, you can never disappoint the Lord. Well, they didn't read their Bible. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can grieve him. You can, you can, you can sadden him. Oh, Jesus walked by Jerusalem and just started crying. How can it be? How many people crying over their nation? Oh, God, save America. We're in a mess, God. You need not think God's going to bless any church if we're living like the devil. And look at it, that's no judgment on anybody's life. That's simply put, don't come asking him for things. You say, well, listen, he's going to keep, look, the Lord is going to discipline those who need it. And he's going to help us through those that desperately come before him and repent before him. He forgives us. But let me tell you, you have a purpose and you have a calling. Can you imagine Elijah? Elijah, Elijah stands there and his servant's beside him. And Elijah just nudges him and says, hey, man, let me show you something. You say there's so many of them. Let me show you how many God's got. Now, you just let me ask you something. Keith, let me ask you something. If a third of the angels fail, let's do math. If a third of the angels fail, two-thirds stayed. And see, here's the good thing about it. The ruler of darkness, being Satan himself, is just an angel. The ruler of light, Jesus Christ, let me tell you about him. He's, got, he's running that show. He's the general. These forces that are up there, why aren't we calling on them? Lord God, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Do something for this army that's fighting for you. Oh, listen. Somebody say, man, I ain't ever coming back here again. Praise God. Let them see. Listen to this. Let them see they have a friend. Let me tell you something. Past week, I had a bunch of people come in my office and they'd sit down with me. They'd talk and they were going through things. I was going through things. They said, they said you know, they were there. They'd pray for me right there, Sam. They'd pray for me. They'd pray for me. They'd pray for me, cry with me, whole nine yards. I remember we were sitting there, I was sitting there and I, I got to think of it. Y'all remember, we played it one night. and I haven't asked them to cue that up or anything like that, but y'all remember uh, Toy Story? You got a friend in me. Man, I just, I, man, I was just like, I don't know how many friends I really got, but I felt like that week, I was just like, man, I got, I got some, Matt, I got some. I got, I got some friends that'll go to war with me. 
I got some friends that will go to battle alongside me. I, I got some friends say, oh, right, why don't you invite them to church, folks? It seems like every week it's the same. Same people coming every week. And praise God for that. There's folks that need to be saved. And we want to talk about spiritual battle. And we want to clap. We want to be excited and all that. I'm telling you, friends, right now, in the name of Jesus, we need unbelievers in this church so they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and they can be saved. Praise God. If you are our true friend, you will invite them. Somebody said, and I said, well, I invited a friend, and he said, uh, I don't want to go to church with all those hypocrites. Come on, man. One more ain't going to matter. Come on. <laughs> one more ain't going to matter. Hey, come on to church. And here's the thing. It doesn't stop them from shopping at Walmart with hypocrites, does it? <laughs> they go in there and they'll shop at Walmart. Folks, listen to me. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes what you need to know is you got a friend. When somebody goes up to the altar and they come and pray with you. Somebody comes down here to the altar. Sometimes, and listen, this is what we try to do. And this is, this is just a little side note. If, lady tries, if a lady comes to the altar, we try to get some of our ladies to go. I'll pray over them. That's not a problem. But we try to get some of our ladies to go around and just be around them and put their hands on them and pray for them. Sometimes somebody will go down there and nobody saw it. It's like, oh my goodness, is somebody going to see it? Let me tell you something. When somebody, when somebody comes by and puts their hand on you, suddenly you realize there's two of you. There's like a chain. There's like a chain. Then there's three of you. There's four of you. Then the people are all gathered around, and they're all praying for you. And let me tell you something, the strength that comes in. And when Jesus says we're two or more gathered, just think about being that close and praying over one another. And oh, God is working in the midst of it. Oh, just to know you have a friend. I don't know if anybody loves me. Is that what you're saying? I don't know if anybody loves me. Let me tell you, you come to this altar and see if somebody loves you. They're going to put their hand on you. They're going to pray for you. Let them see you have a friend. I was reading about the guy. His name was John Randolph. Signed the Constitution, Declaration of Independence. Signed all of them. When he, when he died, when he died, he freed his slaves. He had slaves and he freed his slaves. The moment he died, he said, you're free. Go forward. Gave to a lot of charities, but he never had any friends, Eric. He finally retired from all that, and he got up on his horse one day. This is his story, his story, autobiography. He said he got up on his horse one day. He wanted to go somewhere. He was on his horse. He said, I'm going to go see a friend. He said he sat on his horse for about half an hour, trying to think of who would even want to see him. You know, we live in a world where nobody wants to see each other. They, they, want, they want to text and let's hurry this thing up and don't come by. I can be like that sometimes. My kids are, well, listen, listen, even handshaking time. Please, 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 daddy. Don't, don't go back to handshaking time. Don't go back to It's so awkward. Having, it's awkward shaking hands. Are you kidding me? You need a friend. This is where you need to be. You need a hospital, this is where you need to be. But you need a training station and an army battalion, this is where you need to be. It's all those things from, let them see. This is the last thing, folks, I promise you. This is the last thing. Let them see we have a victory. Let them see we have a victory praying. Listen, 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 listen. I don't, I don't ride a lot of horses. You're lucky if you can get me to ride a bicycle. <laughs> but there's something called a Mustang. 
And that Mustang, let me tell you something about that Mustang. You have to break that Mustang. That Mustang's trying, that Mustang's trying to do its own thing. It's, it's trying to do its own thing. And I'm going to tell you, it'll go to bucking and stuff. You're trying to ride it. It takes a special trainer to come in, to move that, thing, move that horse around, to get in the right spot, to love on it enough, to be loving enough to help it, but be firm enough, sometimes disciplined, and suddenly it's broken. Let me tell you something, friends. We cannot see victory until we are broken like that Mustang. Oh, they come to the altar, but it isn't going to matter if you're not broken before the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm ready to deliver you and deliver my people, but you have to come to this altar and you have to be broken before God. It's not going to work unless we have been broken to pieces. Oh, the victory, praise Jesus. Oh, the victory, praise Jesus. And here's the thing. I, I, I heard this quote and I, and I got happy, Keith. I got happy. I got happy. You know what I mean by happy. Pentecostal happy. Every once in a while, I'll jump up from my desk and... <laughs> hey, you know what the quote said? It said, when the devil comes knocking, send Jesus to the door. Praise God. When the devil comes knocking, send Jesus to the door. Oh, praise God. No, nobody wants to fight anymore. we got to realize we've got to fight on our hands. Let me tell you something. In the Bible, over 300 times, Matt, over 300 times, it calls him the Lord of hosts. That means he's the Lord of the angel armies. It means he is general of those armies. It means there's nothing can come against us that he can't stop. It means he orders them. He orders the powers that be to stop what's going on in your life. Praise God. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Almighty God. It's a victory! As our musicians come, as our musicians come, folks, let me tell you something. Today's your chance to come before a holy God. Bring your battle to Him. He's shown you today I've got forces that will fight for you. You're not doing this alone. You're not fighting this alone. I dare you. I dare you. Say, all right, I've already been down there. You come down here and you fight this battle with God. And God will be right there with you. Who will come to this altar? Who will come down here and bring their need to this altar? And say, God, I desperately need you. I desperately need you. I need you to fight a battle I can't win. I need you to fight a battle I can't win unless you win it for me. Oh, Lord God, I'm broken. Oh, Lord God, I'm broken. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.